0: this is your host victoria and in today's episode we are continuing on with our series on long lasting relationships and this time i have asked all of you to share your most important lessons on having long lasting relationships and i'll be sharing them here in this episode as usual i'd love to know where you're up to what everything around you looks like right now as you're listening to this take a quick picture of your scenery, of your view, of whatever it is that you're going through, whatever commute you're on at the moment, and send it over to me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane or tag me. I would love, love, love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardain Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? everybody I hope you are doing well super excited for this episode this is the last episode of the long-lasting relationship series we have done a little series of three episodes the first two I have shared different lessons that I've learned either from experience either from people around me either from any research or courses or things that I've done on what it takes to have a healthy long-lasting relationship And in this last episode of the series, I have actually asked you, all of my listeners, to share your lessons. So what I've done is I actually put up a little story on Instagram. I only posted it once but I posted that I would love to hear from those who have been in long-lasting, healthy relationships. And so many of you replied, and I asked all of you the exact same question. I asked what is the number one lesson that you have learned when it comes to having healthy, long-lasting relationships? And I gathered all of your answers, I logged them all, I put them all on a spreadsheet, I found what are the main themes And then I basically looked at how many answers fell into the main themes. So first of all, there were six main themes that came up. So what I'm gonna be doing in this episode is sharing what those themes are. And then I'm gonna be sharing which are the themes that had the most responses. And then I will be sharing also what is one answer per theme from you. And I'll actually be reading your answers out loud. And I'm sharing the answer that I think encompassed it in a really global way. So just picking one answer per theme to share. Hopefully you will be very inspired by these answers because having had so many conversations with so many of you about this topic has also really just enlightened me and it's been so amazing to hear from you all and I really love this format and uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to do it again on different topics. So Let's get straight into it. What I'm going to do to start is I'm going to be sharing what are the main themes and I'm actually going to be doing them in order. So in order of themes with the most responses all the way to the least responses. So the theme with the most responses was everything around communication and vulnerability. So that was the most responded to theme. The second one was around self-responsibility and independence. The third one was accepting differences and not trying to change the other. The fourth one was in healing yourself and doing the inner work. The fifth one is having shared hobbies, activities, and projects. And the sixth one is seeing things through their lens. So through the lens of the other person. So those are the six themes, all incredibly important lessons obviously those are pretty general and broad themes but what I'm going to be doing now is I'm going to be going back through these themes and I'm going to be sharing one of the answers that I've received from you guys and going to be reading it out loud and hopefully you will feel as inspired as I do listening to everybody's answers. I think that when it comes to relationships specifically it's something that we all have experience in Many of you have a lot more experience than I do. A lot of you who have replied have been in 20, 30, 40-year relationships, and that's why I wanted to get your input, really, because it's something that we are all constantly learning, and the learning never really stops, but of course, somebody who's been in a 40-year marriage probably has something to teach all the rest of us who maybe are not there yet. So I wanted to share this all with you. I really hope that inspires you, and... I would love to hear your feedback at the end of the episode. So let's get straight into it. The first one that I shared, the theme with the most responses was everything around communication and vulnerability. So this was something that actually was a friend of mine. So my friend Steph who replied this when it came to communication vulnerability. And as I said, this is a theme that a lot of you mentioned. Some of you went more into detail than others. But specifically what Steph said on this topic I thought was interesting, so I thought that I would share that with you. So Steph said that her biggest lesson was hands down around communication. She says, even when people think they're good communicators, there's still so much room for improvement. It shows up in being a good listener, obviously, but also in communicating clearly what you need from the other person. So for example, what do you actually need from them in that moment? Do you actually want their advice and their ideas? Is that why you're sharing? Or do you simply want them to hold you, just listen, give you a hug, whatever it is that you actually need from them and want from them. That's something that you need to actually share and communicate explicitly. So I loved that answer from Steph. She actually went later on into much more detail about how her and her partner actually do these weekly check-ins where they go through all the main different categories of their life and they really express what's going on and what's not. And that's also another way in which they communicate. But what I really liked what she said is specifically asking the other person what you need. So I've heard a lot in podcast episodes and books from other people about how men have a tendency to want to fix things. And I've also heard this from friends who've said that whenever they share something with their partner, he always wants to fix it in a way. And I can relate because my boyfriend often does the same. He's always asking me what can he do to make it better. And a lot of the time there's actually nothing that he really needs to do. It's really if I'm telling you what's going on in my life or I'm telling you what's on my mind, it's really just to share and so that I can feel connected to you and I can feel like I'm telling you what's on my mind. And that's something that we cannot expect the other person to guess. We cannot expect the other person to read our mind everything that we want from the other person is something that we need to communicate. So when it comes to expectations, and I did an entire podcast episode about expectations, which I will link in the show notes below, but when we have expectations of what we want the other person to say, or how we want the other person to act, or what we want them to do, then we're simply setting ourselves up for disappointment. We've had these expectations in our mind. We're not telling anyone about them and we're simply waiting for the other person to guess because quote-unquote they should know what we want or what we need and that's just not fair. There's no way the other person is going to know and it's not their job to read our mind either. It's our job to actually be good enough communicators to be able to tell them. So I love that answer that's around communication vulnerability and so many of you also had other insights on that but that was probably your biggest learning in general is everything around communication and vulnerability. The second theme with the most responses was this theme of self responsibility and independence. So, I love this idea. It's everything around the fact that we have to take responsibility for ourselves, that we can be in a team with somebody when we're in a relationship, but we're not necessarily expecting for us to be the same person or for that other person to be our everything. We also need to be able to take responsibility for ourselves and have a certain level of independence as well. So the response that I want to read out is a response from Anna that I really liked. So I'll be reading that out now. Anna says, My very personal, most important lesson is that my partner is an individual with whom I've decided to share my best and my worst, all my happiness and vulnerabilities, but he is not responsible for me, and embarrassingly enough to say, he is not my property. Of course, he's always there to catch me when necessary, but now I realize that I'm the one responsible for my own well-being. This has helped me to be in a relationship that I want to be in and not quote-unquote need to be in. That definitely brings me a lot of peace and a lot of joy. I could not agree more with the way that Anna said that when we find our independence and we take responsibility for ourselves, we realize that it's a partnership that we choose and not that we need to have. And for me, on a very personal note, this summer being away from my boyfriend for such a long time actually really brought that up for me where I realized I'm a very capable human being by myself and I'm independent and I'm okay by myself. And for me, that was huge because I realized I don't need to be in a relationship, but I want to be in a relationship. And the partnership we have is a choice because we're better together, not because it's something that we absolutely need. We're not dependent on each other. We are also our own individual beings the third theme is accepting differences and not trying to change the other i loved this response from diana who says i'm in an 18 year relationship 11 years married with three kids before we dated my now husband was my best friend for over a year we were 20 years old and i think the most important thing to keep our relationship healthy is for us to not want to try change the other person to just let him be who he is and for us to support each other in our own personal development. So I thought that that was such a good way of bringing it all together. I think it's incredibly important. I think that we're often trying to change the other person. It's something that we hear a lot. And I remember hearing this in a podcast episode a while back. It's actually a French podcast episode, but I will still link it in the show notes below. And she was really saying how we need to fully accept the other person for who they are. And it seems a bit cliche to say it that way and I'm sure that the second I say that for anybody who's in a relationship you're thinking yeah of course I accept them. But the question is are you really? Do you really accept them? All those little things that you kind of wish they didn't do or that you're trying to quote unquote encourage them into is it because you actually want to encourage them into or is it because you actually are trying to change them to some level? And I think that the more we can simply release and let the other person be then the better the relationship will be able to flourish as well and i love diana's reply with that one the next lesson and theme is around healing yourself and doing the inner work and this response is from geraldine it was actually written in french so i've translated it so the translation might not be perfect but i feel like it was a really interesting way to put this topic so i want to read it out to you so Xiaodin says i would say that you're responsible for yourself and for the positive and negative baggage you bring into the relationship and the benefits and consequences that go along with that for the first few years you're discovering yourself you're learning to function together to communicate it's full of twists and turns but when you're more settled You start to see how your own insecurities your own doubts your own communication blunders taint your relationship no one is perfect and that's normal and a relationship is beautiful with its imperfections and you can always learn to work with love but for example someone who's very hard on his or her looks and has very low self-confidence in a way you're enabling the other person to think that you are not beautiful or not as attractive etc so To some extent, you're giving the other person the right to think the way that you see yourself. In another way, if somebody is afraid of cheating, then the other person necessarily will expect, even subconsciously, that your fears are there, are present, and it will create distance. In another example, if you're worried about money, then you're living to some extent in a scarcity mindset So there'll be a lot of indulgent or fun treats that you will not want to allow yourself or allow your couple in general to do. You'll feel guilty and the other person will feed off of that as well. So I loved that reply. I thought it was a really interesting way to do it, basically suggesting that anything that you have not healed within yourself, any doubts or insecurities that you are feeling about yourself, you are projecting them into the relationship and in a way you are enabling and allowing the other person to see you with that same filter. And so of course we can't rid ourselves of any doubt or any insecurity or any of our personal struggles. There's always going to be something. However, I think being aware of it is a huge step. We always say that if you don't love yourself how can somebody else love you right and I think that that really takes that same idea as realizing that anything that you are projecting from yourself will impact the other person and will impact the relationship as well the fourth theme is around having shared hobbies shared activities and shared projects and the answer that I'm going to be sharing is from Sophie who shared that she's been in a 20-year relationship they've been together since they're 16 And she said that for her, the most important lesson is to have dreams and projects together. She says, when we have projects, it fills us with energy and vitality. It drives us to move forward and sometimes also being able to lean on one another. So if one person has a specific dream, to be able to support them and actually be able to move forward together. So I love that answer I spoke about that a little bit in last week's podcast episode where I shared that is one of my big lessons around having common projects for the future so I will tag that episode in the show notes below if you haven't listened yet but I really loved Sophie's reply with that one as well especially how we might be able to lean on each other as a couple and actually be able to support each other through our own individual projects as well. And the last theme that I wanted to share is around seeing things through their lens. So this response was from Fotini and I loved it. I thought that I would share it with you all here. She says, to treat the other person the way that they would like to be treated and not how you would like to be treated. This was a big advice from my mom and learning from my own relationships as well. To give you an example, when I face a problem, I like my friends to be very straightforward when they give their opinion and i used to do the same but not all people are the same meaning they might need a bit more of pampering and compassion instead of a more tough love approach so i loved that reply from fatini i can completely relate i actually did another podcast episode on this topic as well where i said how often we act in a way that we would want the other person to act with us rather than how the other person actually needs us to act And so this actually leverages a little bit of last week's episode where I spoke about this lesson around masculine and feminine energy and also the different biological needs between men and women when it comes to relationships. And a woman's main need of needing safety is actually kind of opposite to a man's main need within a relationship of actually being in a state of providing. And so sometimes We might find ourselves actually acting out how we would want the other person to act, but it's not what the other person needs from us. And this kind of gives a very different spin to obviously the very classic lesson of do unto others as you would want others to do unto you, because it gives a different approach. It's actually, well, okay, but what if the other person would want something different? And what if we're acting based on how we would want things to be done, but it actually doesn't correspond with what the other person needs from us. So I think that that is a huge, huge, huge learning. I loved that saying from Fatini and I felt that she expressed it in a very clear way. So I really hope that that's something that resonates with you so those are those six lessons obviously there were a few outliers there were a few lessons that didn't really fit into any of the categories so i had an others bucket and i just wanted to read you one of the lessons that was in the others bucket because i really liked it it didn't quite fit into any of them i guess you could probably either put it into communication or into the element of self-responsibility however i felt like it didn't fit perfectly and so i wanted to keep it a bit separate and actually read that to you and this is from jenna so jenna says I think for me, it's been trying to make sure that I'm only dealing with issues that come up at the moment. I've made things way harder in the past by bringing up past issues and collecting past arguments or hurts as evidence, which can be really destructive. I've worked really hard to end narratives that build on themselves and not say quote-unquote always or quote-unquote never. That's really helped me of course things like knowing yourself and being comfortable relying on yourself and knowing your attachment style have been helpful too so that was jenna's response i loved that it really relays last week's lesson around not being resentful about things you have previously agreed to and i felt like she described that in a really good way of actually not bringing up past things that you've been previously angry about previously bitter about and almost including that element of self-responsibility and saying, well, you know what, if I didn't bring it up in the moment, then that's my burden to bear. And if it's something that's obviously still in my mind and I'm upset about it, then I can bring it up, but not in a way of blaming. And I also really like what she said about leaving out words like always and never. So leaving out those generalizations of you always do this and you never do this, because that's something that once again can really break trust and can be incredibly destructive within relationships as well. So those were those six themes. Those were your answers. Thank you so much to everybody who replied. I loved reading through all the answers that I got and actually being able to respond to all of them and talk to you all about them a little bit. It's been super interesting. I've learned a lot. I hope that it's made you have a little bit of a think as well. And I would love to have your feedback after this episode. If you like this kind of format, if you think that this is something that I should do again, please let me know. I would love to have your feedback. And when it comes to sharing, to sharing what we've learned, to sharing our lessons in life, in relationships, this is a huge element of what we do in the Self Mastery Solution Program. This is why I love group coaching. This is one of the huge benefits of it. In the group coaching program, we actually have breakout rooms. We discuss topics such as relationships, obviously, but then also discussing topics like habits and routines and what's worked for us and what hasn't and actually being able to learn from each other because we're all incredibly different, but we all have life experience and we all have insight. And we've all learned things on these kind of topics. And I think it's so beautiful when you can learn from each other as well. So if you want more details on the next cohort of my self-mastery solution in order to have this group coaching experience, that will be in the show notes below. And in the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.